most wonderful show is Keeping Up With The Joneses. Welcome to episode 178 of Keeping Up With The Joneses, the first episode of the new year. Woohoo! AJ Jones, you're looking resplendent in your blanket covering your shoulders. <laughs> it's so cold in Nashville right now. <laughs> That's a Canadian saying that. Yeah. I mean, we weren't here when it was super cold, but like it was minus 11 or minus 14 or something last week. Are you saying that in centigrade or Fahrenheit? Centigrade. Do you think in warm temperatures in Fahrenheit and cold temperatures in centigrade? Yes. So do I. Yeah. I, it took me a while to learn what the equivalent Fahrenheit to centigrade was. And then I just started thinking in Fahrenheit for heat. I haven't worked it out the other way. No, I haven't either. It's it, There's no obvious formula to me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you realize we have not been online for almost four weeks, three weeks, almost four weeks. Well, yeah, me me four weeks because I was sick. That's right. You bailed on us. I bailed. I was just, you know, being a chicken, you know, being a wimp. No, I was probably the sickest I think I've ever been in terms of just staying in bed. Yeah. Fever of 102.5. Good job you had a horrible. cute understudy. I did have a cute understudy. I love... I love listening to that podcast. Yeah, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, the last podcast, 2017, AJ and I were supposed to be doing a year in a review. AJ got sick, so MJ, our five-year-old, came on and and helped host the podcast, and then I kind of did a cheap podcast. I copied and pasted in a sermon I'd preached on on dreams. So apologies for that, but he was very, very cute and very excited to be on the podcast. Oh, he's so adorable. The child is just ridiculous. So yeah, last podcast was three or four weeks ago. Can't believe it. So catch us up on what's happened since then. Well, we've had Christmas. We did have Christmas. Yes. Talk about the meat extravaganza we had on Christmas Day. In lieu of turkey, we In had... In lieu of turkey. Well, I'm not a turkey fan necessarily, and I really like chicken. So we had two uh, Weber barbecued chickens, like whole chickens done on the barbecue. Right. And then we had uh, lamb ribs. With tons of lamb chops. Yeah, lamb chops. Lamb lollipops. Yeah, those things. Basically, I guess ribs cut up. The kids love them. I'm not surprised. They're delicious. Yeah. They're they're absolutely delicious. And on top of that, we also had... On top of that, do we have more meat? I thought we did. Really? What did you think we had? Oh, you know what it was? We had salmon. We had a fresh salmon Yes, I made a salmon dip. I've I've sort of internally in my head ripped off the J. Alexander's salmon dip. And recreated it at home. And done an amazing job. Thank you. So we had Christmas Day with the kids and some friends came over. That was absolutely wonderful. I mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was thinking about the presents we got each other. And I was thinking the present I've got you, you have not even unwrapped or played with. That's because of the present I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll come to in a second. But what did you get for Christmas? I got um, the Gordon Ramsay Masterclass for Cooking. So it's 20 classes. I'm super excited about it. But I mean, I bought it and then we left and I wasn't at a kitchen that I had no. access to. I'm, I'm part of you're like, I completely forgot that we got you that. Masterclass.com is a great idea. It has all these world-class teachers teaching whatever you're interested in. So if you want to learn directing, Ron Howard's teaching a class. If you want to learn screenwriting, Aaron Sorkin's teaching a class. If you want to learn cooking, Gordon Ramsay's teaching class. So I thought I'd get AJ that, given you love cooking. True. What did you get me for Christmas? I got you um, a pro controller for the Nintendo game. Mm -hmm. And I got you Zelda. Okay. Yeah. Before we get to Zelda, which is going to occupy a large portion of this podcast. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) 
<laughs> but we we will talk about um, declarations for money at the end. Okay, just to help those of you who are stay <laughs> with are us. Like I don't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to either. I understand. <laughs> stay with us. AJ is going to be a gateway drug dealer. Okay. okay? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Christmas, yes, lots of Nintendo kids, extremely excited. The day after, which we call Boxing Day, do, do Canadians call it Boxing Day? Yes. Americans don't have a clue what I mean when I say I Boxing Day. I think the Commonwealth day. countries all call it Boxing Day. Right. Boxing Day, for those of you who don't know, is the 26th of December. It's the day after. We headed over to, did we head up? Is Charlotte north of here? No, over's good. It's oh, over. Yeah. We headed over to Charlotte, North Carolina, where my sister and her husband and their kids live, our, our closest family in America. Mm-hmm. We went over to spend a couple of days with them. And my other sister, Claire, my youngest sister and her husband, Stuart, they had flown over to celebrate Christmas with the cousins in North Carolina. And then they were off to uh, Florida to Disney World. So I got to see almost all my family. My my eldest sister, Allison, and her husband and their six children. Yes. Six? Six. Seven? Six. Okay, six. Mm-hmm. Um, they were in England, so we got to FaceTime them. But went over to Charlotte, had a great time there. Yeah, it was a great visit. Our kids love their kids. Yes, and they get along great, so. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And then we left Charlotte and headed to? Florida. Sunny Florida. <laughs> well, it was sunny for a day anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think America's been hit by this like cold. Cold snap. Right. Yeah. Is that what we call it? Meteorologist term is snap. My mother calls it a Siberian wind or something like that. No, that's not right. I can't remember what she called it. It's been freezing in America. <laughs> it's been so cold. So we got to Florida. We had a week. Uh, down in in Florida, in an area that we absolutely love, it's called Thirty A. It's a stretch of beaches, South Walton beaches, and we had a beach house there. and And we we got out one day. Mm-hmm. We went cycling with the kids. Yes. Do we want to talk about that trauma? Uh, well, I mean, there was parts of it that were fantastic. So the we bike go- ride you're talking about. Yes, yeah, but like we got these little trailer things, not trailers, but they look like a bike attached to the back of your bike. It turns your bike into a tandem bike, right? Um, so Tia and MJ, both of them, they don't actually ride bikes on their own yet. They don't like it. They get freaked out. They get totally freaked out. And they loved it. Like, they love the tandem bikes. MJ, I felt like I had my own portable jukebox on the back of my bike. He said hi to everybody we went by. He told them we were going to the beach. He told them his name. He told them we were from Nashville. Um, he told them all kinds of things. And then, uh, he sang me songs. Wow. Yeah. All Tia shouted was, on your left, as we passed people. (laughs) I tried to get her to kick other people off, but she wouldn't do it. She's too well raised. Oh, well, that's good. But yeah, so they they loved it and they wanted to go back out, but the weather didn't. We only had biking that one day and then it got real cold real fast. And then Abigail rode her bike. Yes, which was somewhat traumatic. Well, only because she hadn't ridden her bike in a while. Yes. And we were cycling near traffic yeah so she freaked out and then we freaked I, out <laughs> i freaked out i was like i don't want to say goodbye to my daughter <laughs> i need you to pay attention stop swerving so much <laughs> which meant the rest of the time because it was so cold mm-hmm. we just as a family the five of us stayed indoors we sort of hunkered down in our pjs didn't we we literally did yeah, yeah. pajamas and Every once in a while, I would go out to forage at the grocery store and come back. (laughs) Yeah, you went hunter-gathering at Whole Foods. Yeah. And then it brings us to our main topic. I I can't believe the main topic for this week is what it is. It is a shocking main topic. This, for me, 
is as monumental as I assume me going camping is for you. Probably. So I know there's a bunch of listeners who've never heard of Zelda, and they've never heard of the Nintendo Switch. I'm going to ask you in a second to tell them about both those things. There's also a bunch of our listeners who I know are really into the Switch, and in particular Zelda, because I've been texting with you and freaking out about this game. But there are also some people who might be like, I've got absolutely no interest in hearing about Zelda. And before this week, you would have been one of them, correct? Oh, yeah, totally. I was not interested at all. So I'm excited to share your salvation story with these people. (laughs) In fact, I would say I was anti-Zelda, not just disinterested. Right. So I'm naturally very excited about this because you're stepping into one of my love languages. And I'm a little freaked out about how much you've got into Zelda, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. First things first, what is a Nintendo Switch? So the Nintendo Switch is a game console that's made by Nintendo. And uh, it's both portable and it kind of, you can host it on your TV. Right. So it comes with a dock. Yes. And if you want to play it on the TV, you slide the Switch into the dock and everything comes up on your big TV screen and you can use a controller. If you want to take it with you, say, on a nine-hour drive to Orlando, you take it out of the dock, and it's just a handheld device about the size of an iPad mini Mm -hmm. with controllers built in. Yeah. So completely portable or play it up on a big screen. Right. And, and, I mean, it's what we've been playing Mario Kart on. Right. So the, the, the Switch itself is... The game station, so to speak. Yeah, it has a bunch of different games. And then you can get a bunch of different games for it. Previously, we've been playing uh, Mario Kart. I've mm-hmm. been playing Super Mario Odyssey. I've now completed it, 100% finished, Super Mario Odyssey. So you're shaking I- your head. You're rolling your eyes. <laughs> I didn't roll my eyes. Oh. I shook my head. There was no eye roll? No. There was no... Definitely uh, not. I was No, there was definitely the... Uh, <laughs> but there wasn't any eye rolling. <laughs> I just want to be clear. <laughs> So, yeah, you can play multiple different games on it. Okay, next thing then. What is Zelda? Zelda is the game that my sister tortured me with as a teenager. (laughs) So, years and years ago, when you were in high school, we we think that she probably had a Super Nintendo, which is a very old game console. Really old. Not that I'm trying to date you. Yes. It was gray, if that helps. Okay, yeah, Yeah. it was Super Nintendo. Yeah. So, she was playing Zelda... Just explain what Zelda is before we go into detail about this version of Zelda. Well, Zelda is a game where a little guy named Link goes all over this land and tries to pick up different things and whatever so that he can go and free the princess who's named Zelda. Right. So it's a just like Mario as a character who's appeared in a string of games. Yes. Zelda is a franchise that Nintendo has released many, 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 many games in the past. Now, Different versions with each console kind of thing. And in full disclosure, I've never played a Zelda game. I I briefly played, and by briefly, I mean maybe for 15 minutes, one of the Zelda games for the N64 and got bored really quickly and didn't understand the point. But back to your story. Your elder sister used to play Zelda when you were in high school. And what was your experience with it then? Well, the TV was right outside of my door. Your bedroom door. Yeah, in the condo that we lived in. And it wasn't even like a bedroom door, it was a sliding glass door. Um, And so not only the light from the TV, but the sound from the TV was basically on top of my head. And uh, at the time, she didn't sleep very much, and she just played the game all the time. So she'd play until like three or four in the morning. And I would ask her to turn it down, and she would be like, no, I need to be able to hear it. 
I need to be able to hear it. And so I just didn't sleep very well. And I hated the game. Like I, I contemplated destruction of the game so many times. I just was like, I hate this game. So I, I remember even when we got the switch, you mentioned that Zelda existed for it. And I was like, yeah, we're not getting that. Which was fine, because <laughs> again, I had no attachment to Zelda. As I'd never played a game, I wasn't really interested in it. Right. had no historical significance to me. The Mario games have. I got my first when, when a bunch of my friends saved up and surprised me one for my 21st birthday. I got an N64, and that was life-changing. But really, I haven't, I haven't played a lot of games, but the only games I have played are the Mario ones. So this Mario franchise had a huge place in my heart. The reason we got Zelda was it won Game of the Year. Everybody was raving about it. And I was like, meh, it's probably people who like Zelda who are raving about it. But pretty much universally, it it won all the awards last year. I spoke to some friends of mine who were playing it, and they were like, yeah, you might like it. It might be a little bit too slow-paced for you. It might not keep your interest. And so we thought, what the heck, We'll, we'll buy it. Yeah, I mean the kids really wanted to buy it, didn't they? Yeah, they they were like, "Oh, this will be reason. fun." Right. Um. So yeah, sort of against not against my better judgment, I I was happy to get you a video game, and I I trust you, uh, you know, with with playing it. Like in terms of you're not gr- leaving you a Nintendo widow. That's right. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, we'll get it. You know, n- never thinking that. I would ever play it. And I didn't play it for a couple of days. I got another game called Splatoon, and I was playing that. Right. And on the drive down to Florida, our nine-hour drive, we you know, we had the car charger for the Switch. I thought, ah, what the heck, I'll, I'll start playing it. Right. And then what happened? Well, so you, well, you played it on the way down. I didn't really pay attention to that. I was just uh, listening to my book, my yep. audio book. And then... Once it got cold in Florida, of course, it's up on the screen and the kids are totally into it. So everybody's cuddled on the couch watching you play this game. And I start watching the game and then I start getting really interested in it. Well, how does that work? And how does this work? And I I think it's all part of some sort of tricky plan. You just lured me in. I didn't even know what I was getting into. (laughs) I was as surprised as anybody that, for those of you who've never seen the game, well, describe the game. I love hearing you talk about it. Describe the game. So it's a game where this guy named Link, who is a warrior who's forgotten everything because of 100 years ago, something happened, blah, blah, blah. So he's a warrior who is trying to defeat all of these baddies in the land, and he has to eventually free Zelda and restore goodness to the land. Um, But in the minutia of the game is basically running around, picking up mushrooms and apples and shooting foxes and, you know, that kind of stuff, fighting off bad guys, um, going and uh, finding wild horses and boarding, you know, mounting them and then bringing them in and boarding them in stables and, you know, making food from weird things like monster parts and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And probably the thing that uh, is most fun about it is my game doesn't look the same as your game, looks the same as MJ's game, because it depends on who you as a person, where you want to go, what do you want to explore? It's totally open. And so there's parts of the land that I've seen that you haven't seen. There's parts you've seen that I haven't seen. You're, you're much further ahead, of course, in the game than I am. But there's... It rewards curiosity and it's it's just fun. Like it's you can climb up 
mountains. You can parasail off of things. You can, you know, it's it's just super fun. It's absolutely enormous. It's it's huge. It's yeah. a colossal game. So you have this virtual character that you can run around some of the most beautiful landscapes. And I think the reason you like it is there's really not a lot of punishment for doing things quote unquote wrong. Like it's a very unstructured game and it kind of nudges you gently in the areas where there are some structure to it, like where there's some precursors to doing something else. It it guides you there. But for for like 90% of it, it's wide open for you to do whatever you want. You could spend an hour as I have just climbing a mountain to see where it takes you. Yeah. And then looking around and the graphics of it are amazing. So it's quite fun. So here I am in Florida realizing I'm having to fight you for the game because you are so... There was a couple of nights that I went to bed before you because you were staying up late Well, the first day I didn't play it at all. I just watched all of you play it and I watched Abby play it and then Tia played it and then MJ played it and everybody was so having so much fun and so excited and they were all excited about different parts of it. Um, And then whenever it would get like really like there's a lot of baddies or whatever. Of course, everybody hands the remote to daddy and daddy fixes the situation and kills the bad guy. So it was just very sweet. But no matter who was playing, they'd all be sitting there watching. It's like an interactive movie mm-hmm. because you get to direct what happens next. Mm-hmm. And they you, you'll hit puzzles where you can't figure out. And I love watching the kids use all their problem solving skills. Yeah, that's the thing. Actually, the, the puzzle thing, there's... There's these shrines you're going to you're going throughout the land finding these shrines. And when you go in them, some of them are like you just have to beat up a bad guy. Um, but a lot of them are uh, problem solving things. So you have to figure out, you know, here there's electricity in this half of the room and you've got to get it to work in this half of the room. And what have you got on you that can conduct it and all that kind of stuff. And so there's lots of like sort of problem solving type things. Just so fun to watch the kids do. Because they're like, they're, everybody gets into it. We're like, okay, try this. Okay, no, that's not it. Okay, try that. You know, and, and we all sort of work together to fix it. So it's really fun. Do you want to talk about how much money we spent on Amiibos in the last seven days? In the last seven days? Uh, well, Tia spent a bunch of her Christmas money Which on Amiibos. Which is hysterical to watch. Yeah, she spent like 40 bucks on Amiibos. And MJ spent 20 bucks and I spent... Uh, $34. Okay, you, you actually answered that quite left brain. <laughs> a lot. We, we spent a lot of we, money on Amiibos. About 100 bucks. And explain to everybody what an Amiibo is. An Amiibo is like this little statue that um, you can buy at like Best Buy or whatever. Um, that I don't really know what they are, babe. They're like little figurines. And when you hover them over the game console, it gives you free stuff. So... I get super excited because it gives you like free meat and free fish and whatever. And it all falls from the sky. And then you just run around and pick it up, which is super fun. Um, just because you need all those things to cook things. And part of my favorite part of the game is <laughs> that you cook all these weird meals with like random fish and mushrooms and things. I'm loving it. I'm yeah. loving listening to you. I haven't let you talk about this to anybody. Because I'm like, I want it fresh for the podcast. I want everybody to hear that I have not made this up. How into this game you are. I'm totally into it. I love, I also love catching the horses. I, I don't really care about fighting the bad guys. I'm not even sure I care about my quests. I just like... Uh, catching horses, bringing them to the stable, and then breaking them in, and 
I like cooking food and finding shrines and doing puzzles. But you also like you like all the puzzles. Like I this do. puzzles I, love the I puzzles. couldn't have solved without your help. Thank you. No, it's true. And then there's the four divine beasts, aren't there? There's these four beasts that you have to turn from the dark side, as it were, back mm-hmm. to the good side before you can kill the main baddie. And they are huge puzzles. Like once you've actually stopped I it. don't want to do any spoilers in case people are into this and haven't played it yet. Okay. Once you've stopped it from moving, uh, then you have to figure out each, you know, each animal. They're, they're like one's a bird and one's an elephant and one's a camel and the other one's sorry, a Sorry, guys. That's just nonstop spoilers. I'm sorry. Was it? I'm so sorry. Okay. You can't look that stuff up. <laughs> I'm sure. But <laughs> that's like, okay. oh, yeah, in Star uh, Wars, like just, one of them dies. Just forget that you heard that. Uh, they're just random animals. Um, but then you have to figure out how to manipulate the animals and stuff to make everything work. Right. So um, it's it's quite fun, isn't it? Oh, so, it's... The two of us fun. have sat there at night, like when the kids would go to bed, and we figure out the puzzle of taking over the animal and turning it back to the good side, which is quite fun. I also sneakily quite like it, because when I play it, you're exceptionally complimentary to me. <laughs> you're and- really good. See, I, I still, I'm not a gamer, so I don't know how to use the controls. And so when you're like... The when- first two days... I did have to just bite my lip. Oh my gosh. Because like, you'd be like, ZL. I'm like, what is ZL? And then you'd be like, L, hit the R button. I'm like, what's the R? And I'm looking for like, like a an, letter on the button. And he's like, no, it's on the front. You know, so I. It was yeah. like an octopus having an epileptic fit. Oh, it was just There's really just rough. Limbs flailing everywhere. Well, I'm slightly better now. You're mu- Oh, please. But here's the thing you, you got to understand you are not a gamer. No. And there's a certain. I mean, there's all this new muscle memory. Like, it took me a good couple of days to remember what button does what and where, and I still haven't got all mapped down. But once your muscle memory kicks in, it just becomes all normal. But anyway, I love that you've stepped into what was previously an exclusive part of my world that you wanted nothing to do with. You kind of merely tolerate from a distance. And now you're in it. You love it. You're engaged with it. Our kids are talking about it the whole time. I'm like... Lord Jesus, what has happened? <laughs> this morning, you you left for church. Right. And I was like, well, I don't think I'm going to get to play today, which I haven't played yet today. Um, Listen to you. You're yet. jonesing for a play. <laughs> I'm like, you'll be editing the podcast. I'll be playing Zelda. Um, yeah. So, but I thought I probably won't get to play today. Uh, I'm going to go scan in all the amiibos so I don't lose today's worth of stash. Oh my because you get to scan them once a day and i thought i don't want to lose all the fish and the herbs and the mushrooms and all the stuff that you get (laughs) and and i need some weapons i i don't have any good weapons so i'm hoping that the amiibo thing will give me some weapons because i i need them i was thinking i know i joked about this earlier but i think seriously the law of sowing and reaping is an action i think i sowed an interest in camping, which is something very dear to your heart. Yes. And I think genuinely, I've then reaped a wife who likes Nintendo. <laughs> There's a marriage lesson in there somewhere. Right there. Right there. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just, I'm I'm loving the game. I'm, I'm dreaming about it every night. Like I'm dreaming about how to fix things or how to solve puzzles that I had to leave. Like there was, <laughs> there was a couple of shrines I had to leave because I was like, I just, I don't know. And now I'm feeling frustrated and that's not why I'm playing the game. So I just would leave and I'll go back. What if you get this excited about Super Mario Odyssey? I won't. 
Uh, now I don't like the music. I don't like the colors. Everything looks dumb and kiddish. <laughs> you sound remarkably similar to a wife I once had. Who said about, <laughs> a wife you once had? Who said about uh, Zelda? It looks dumb. It sounds dumb. I You're a didn't, stupid little. I didn't say man it looks that dumb. Runs around. It sounds dumb. I was. I you was, despised it. I despised it based on my experience from thirty years ago. So when it did look dumb and sound dumb, there's an awful lot of crossover between mm. the two. Well, in thirty years, I might like Mario Odyssey. <laughs> okay, baby steps. I'll reward you for where you've gone so far. Thank you, darling. It's a new year. It's a new year. Can we talk about the awesomeness of our service this morning? It was a great service. Yeah, you, you and Jeff, without talking about it, were scarily on the same page. Yeah, like Jeff had heard from the Lord and had a message. And then you heard from the Lord and had a prophetic word. And they they were like word for the word. The same thing, yeah. Yeah. Briefly talk about that because I think that's I think it's a great start to the year. Yeah. Um I during worship uh, I had a picture of the ground shaking and like stuff coming up from the ground. And then Jeff with this massive, you know, Zelda type hammer sledgehammer thing yeah i knew it was like swinging it back behind him and over his head and then slamming it down the ground and and it just breaking free you know whatever was happening and i was like lord what is that and and it felt kind of like in in my head it felt kind of funky you know what i mean like in the room i was like huh there's definitely something going on here and and the lord basically gave me this word about how people are trying to rein in hope you know, that they're afraid to hope in 2018 because they're afraid of being disappointed. Mm-hmm. But actually hope is the thing that opens the doors. And I, I saw this picture of these two double doors and he said it's a hope-shaped key. And so I like wrote all this stuff down and then there was this stuff about standing in promise. Right. And so, and Jeff's message was about hope. And about standing. And about standing and, then, and, and about pursuing promise. And he talked about two double doors and all this stuff. So it was like, I mean, as he's talking, I'm like, whoa, you know, Um, because I had gotten the word and at the end of worship leaned over and just said, hey, what are you speaking on today? Because I just had this picture and he said, oh, I'm speaking on hope. And so I just passed him my phone because I had written the whole thing out and he just looked at me and he's like, uh, uh, I'm probably going to get you to share that. I was like, okay. You know, whatever. So, you know, I shared it at the end, but it was just really fun. Because you didn't know what he was going to be sharing. No idea. You were too busy scanning an Amiibo this That's morning right. to watch the first I service. Know. No, actually, I was too busy trying to brush Tia's hair. It took 25 minutes for me to brush her hair this morning. It was so knotted. I nearly shaved her head. <laughs> I was like, and who wants to be bald? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't leave my kids alone, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah, dear listener, what are you needing hope for? this year for 2018 yeah i think it's going to be a great year to set up some declarations about where you want to go and then attach your hope to it and attach your faith and and excitement one of the fun things we got to do with our kids and as a family was sit down and say what do we want our family to be known for in 2018 and forward and then the kid just chipped in like what what do we want our family legacy to be yeah and just giving the lord something to aim at giving us something to aim at so I'm excited. I thought it was amazing. I'll put a link in the show notes to this morning's message so you can go be encouraged by by Jeff sharing that, and hopefully that will super encourage you. I keep thinking about, um, you know, several weeks ago, 
Jesse earlier. I think it was on one of the platforms, like on on Twitter or Instagram or something, coined the phrase 2018 as opposed to 2018. Yep. And it really hit my heart. Like I was like, oh, yeah, 2018. Like it's, I think it's a year where I want to have, I want to dare to have expectations that I haven't ever dared before. Right. Like, because I actually think that God's calling us way higher and we so limit because we're afraid or, you know, whether it's fear of disappointment or whether we just don't realize how big he is. You know what I mean? So I'm, every time I think about it, I'm like, yeah, 2018. Like this is, this is a year that we remember forever. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I have a listener's question for you. Okay. It's from Hillary. Hi, Hillary. And she says, hello, Alan and AJ. Happy New Year. I've been following Grace Center online via YouTube and noticed the declarations you guys do during tithes and offerings. Can you explain more about where this declaration comes from biblically and how it ties to your guys' time of giving tithes and offerings? I'd love to understand more. Thank you, Hillary. Well, where it comes from in terms of... Um how it ties into how we do tithes and offerings. It's um, th- there's a bunch of different things. One is um, if you've ever done Dave Ramsey's financial peace university, I always think about one of the things he says is you want to tell your money where to go then instead of wondering where it went. Right. And so uh, your words have power. And so speaking to anything is really, really important. And so what we do is we, as a church, we say those declarations when we give our money, because you're reminding your heart and your spirit what you're doing, and you're telling your money what it's to do for you. Right. Um, so it's about your words having power and the power of declaration and that kind of stuff. Do you want to answer the the first part of that question? For the Bible side? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think about Romans 12, where it talks about we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. W- without ever making a declaration, we already have thoughts regarding money. And most of them are negative. Mm-hmm. So your declarations is a way of telling you to think something different. Mm-hmm. So Job 22 verse 28 says, you will decree a thing and it will be established for you. Yeah. So we make these decrees like, as we receive today's offerings, we're believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefit sales, tips and commissions, Favorable settlements, estates, estates and inheritances, inheritances interest and income, income rebates, rebates and, and returns, returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, surprises finding money, money, debts paid off, expenses decrease, blessing and increase. And so we, we make that, like we've obviously memorized that from years of saying that. We, we have a bunch of them that we cycle through. That's one of my favorites. But what that means is when I go to the mailbox, I am literally expecting checks in the mail. Whereas previously, it may be that you go to the mailbox and there's some fear or intrepidation in your heart, like, uh, is there going to be like an unpaid bill that I've forgotten about? Or is there going to be somebody like, you know, requesting money that I'd forgotten about? You know, when it comes to tax time, are you thinking, oh, I'm probably going to owe a lot of money? Or are you thinking there's going to be rebates? And just as a community and as a culture, making these declarations has had a tremendous impact on our community that we all have testimonies that that literally go down that list where people yeah. have seen all these things happen in their life. It's it's kind of to hardwire your heart into expectation and faith and hope rather than dread when it comes to finances. Right. Proverbs 18:21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue. So we choose what to speak. I mean if you think about it 
people make declarations all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so broke. Man, I just don't have enough money. Oh, I, you know, I'd love to come out, but I can't afford that. So those are declarations, whether you realize them or not. We're just intentionally making positive biblical affirmations. And the declarations that we have are all in line with biblical principles. So not only are declarations a biblical thing, but the content of our declarations are all based on biblical principles. So I hope that helps. Yeah, Hillary, I don't know. Sometimes, uh, I don't know if you've watched online any of the times that we've done it, but sometimes we have people, you know, wave their hands if they've seen, you know, two or three of the different things that we mention happen. And it's always amazing to me how many people are now, because they've activated their faith, they're seeing God do something different in their finances than they've ever seen before. So it's super exciting. And almost on a weekly basis, we have, I would say actually on a weekly basis, because every week at the school, we have students come and testify. And in our community, in our culture, we've seen some amazing things, like people, you know, cars and better cars, people being given cars, people being given houses, um, you know, jobs, promotions, upgrades. I mean... All kinds of crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, all these crazy things. So that's that's where it comes from. That's that's why we do it. And um, we've seen tremendous fruit from it. Yeah. Which is what Proverbs 18.21 says. I didn't finish the verse. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So we're either eating positive fruit from our declarations or negative fruit from our negative declarations. Yeah. And I think, too, like, uh, we, we do we get those declarations from Bethel? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we, I think somebody just sort of caught a hold of, oh, these are amazing. And so we, they, they post them. So we picked them up and we've just started saying them and seen a lot of transformation for people, not just us, but so many people. Well, we're trying something new. Mm. We started at the tail end of last year. And it's really in line with why we started the podcast. Originally, we started because there was a lot of people who wanted more connection with us but there is really no easy way for us to offer that. So part of the reason our podcast is conversational is we start each episode, for example, with a weekly catch-up because that's literally what you do when you sit down with friends. If you yeah. think about it, if you if you go out for lunch with a friend you haven't seen in a while, you say, hey, what's been happening with you since the last time we saw right. each other? Right. So we've tried to be conversational. That format seems to work as best as we can tell from not only the the download stats from our server, but also we do a listener survey every year, and and the feedback that we've received from you guys is very positive. And I guess what we want to say right now, the start of the year, whether you've just started listening to us or whether you've been listening to us for years, is thank you for choosing to listen to us week in and week out. Yeah, I mean you're you're choosing to spend your time listening to our voices, and that's super sweet. It's a huge privilege. Yeah, to join you on your commute or talk to you while you're doing your dishes or if you're at the gym we've even had some people say i fall asleep to you at night (laughs) i'm I'm not sure that's encouraging (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's a whole lot of feelings i have about that statement but my my cousin said she had to stop listening to us at the gym because she'd burst out laughing and people thought she was like somewhat off a rocker so she's like i i don't listen to you in public anymore (laughs) it's partially true though she is a little bit off a little bit yeah. yeah but we're aware from your emails, from conversations we've had with people and from people connecting with us over social media, that there might be some of you who'd like a deeper connection with us than just listening to us on a podcast. That's why we've created a Patreon account. If you head over to patreon.com 
slash Ellen and AJ, you can find out about an opportunity to connect with us in a more meaningful way than just listening to us on the podcast. Over there, we're trying to create an online community where we can connect with our listeners more, let you in on some of the new developments we have going on, offer things like discounts on our products, and create a place where we can answer your questions that might not lend themselves well to a public podcast. Yeah, Head over to patreon.com slash Alan and AJ. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash A-L-Y-N-A-N-D AJ to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Alan and AJ. If you want the show notes for this episode, you can get them at alanandaj.com slash 178. And that will have a link to everything we talked about this week. Until next week, we pray you have an incredible week. May you beat many guardians. May you solve all your puzzles. May you beat the divine beasts. And And may may you you upgrade your armor. And armor. (laughs) This is Alan and AJ on possibly the nerdiest episode yet. (laughs) We'll try and have normal scheduled episodes return next week. Yeah. See ya. Faith. Life, communication, tacos and video games, paleo donuts and the kindness of God are things we deal with every day. From Franklin, Tennessee, they are just like you and me. Alan and AJ, keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the If you are a human being, there's something here for everyone.